Welcome back. This week, we are going to return to some of our discussions about COVID, but we're going to talk about it from a slightly different perspective. We've, um, we've talked about, you know, the idea of the new normal. We've talked about the effects that it has or the, the, the influence that it's having on returning kids returning to school. But today we're going to talk about an, an interesting phenomenon known as, or what's being called, COVID fatigue. Right. Yeah, we noticed this, um, well, well, we notice it everywhere. Um, people are growing weary. Um, they're growing weary of social isolation, of masks. This has now been going on essentially since March. Yeah. Right? And um, when it started out, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, we had this like burst of enthusiasm and okay, we have to do this, we have to do that. And, uh, but over time, you know, schools closed last spring. We got through the summer with many, many changes. Now we're into the fall and we're looking forward and to, to the holidays. What are the holidays going to look like? Halloween and uh, Thanksgiving and all the other holidays that are celebrated in the last quarter of the year. And, and people, people are just growing weary of, of, of this, um, um, of the circumstances of social isolation, of having to wear a mask. I was in a store yesterday and within about four minutes, two different couples came into the store and said, oh, I forgot my mask. And they had to turn around and go back out to the car. People are tired of, of not being able to come and go like we used to. Right. The, you know, we used to just get in the car and go, or we said, well, let's go out and get a pizza. Um, and we're also tired of not being able to hug or to shake hands or to touch each other. And many people are feeling lonely. You know, this, this feeling that they're isolated, I'm feeling lonely, feeling alone. So, on the one hand, people are getting weary. On the other hand, people are getting angry. And that's the other thing that you see is I'm tired of having to wash my hands for 20 minutes. You know, I just want to go in and wash. I'm tired of having to wear a mask. I'm tired of, I'm, I'm tired of just angry that I have to do all this stuff. Um, I'm tired. I'm angry that I can't go out when I want to. I'm angry that I'm feeling confined. Um, and, and we get angry about those who are not practicing safety precautions. Right. You know, there's a, there's a whole um, literature now about how do you handle people who aren't wearing the mask? Do you, do you express your anger? It happened to my daughter the other day. She was somewhere and she lifted up her mask to pop in a piece of gum. And, and the woman next to her started to, to criticize her. And, and you know, uh, and so my daughter, hand, my daughter handled it okay. But, um, you know, how we're angry. I was in the bank the other day. There's, all, there's three customers in the bank. One guy had a mask over his mouth, but not his nose. Mm -hmm. And the, other, the third customer didn't have a mask on at all. Yeah. And, you know, how many times? You, and, and so I look at this and, and some people are getting angry about that, you know, right. about not wearing a mask. Um, <clears throat> the other thing people are getting angry about is some people are sacrificing more than others. You know, not, many people have lost their jobs, but not everybody has lost his job. Um, but when you see some people working and doing well and, you know, still earning a big income and you've lost your job or um, you can't pay your rent or you can't make your car payment. Um, there was a there was a very sad story about a woman. <clears throat> she owns a small house um, that she bought and intended to rent it out. Um, she still had, she's not a big landlord. She has a small, with three units in it, I think. She still has to pay her mortgage. 
Right. But the renters don't have to pay the rent. Right. And she can't evict them. Okay. So there, there's this imbalance that, that is affecting people differentially. And people are getting angry about that. So on the one hand, people are weary. On the other hand, people are angry. And when you have weary and angry, it leads to COVID fatigue. It leads to that fatigue that we're talking about. Right. And, and all of that is, is worsened by all the other social dilemmas and social issues that we're dealing with, whether it's the, the race, racial tension, the, um, the, the, the election, um, the wildfires. The, you know, there's so much that is happening in the world right now um, that you know, COVID, COVID gets such, so much attention because it's the, right. it's, it's the, those are things that are literally on our face with the mask right. and everything as a reminder. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, with all of the other stressors happening also, the toll that it's taking on us is even more elevated. Right. Um, so so it, it takes even more of a toll on us. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's, that's what's, what, what it does. What chronic, what um, COVID fatigue does, where, where it comes from, is there is a stress. The, the systems are being stressed. And there's two kinds of stress. There's this intense, acute, immediate stress. And that's the kind of thing that you feel after a tornado. You know, the tornado has destroyed a section of town. And people jump in and they volunteer. Or hurricanes, you know, you have that intense effort immediately after a hurricane. Right. Um, those sorts of the immediate response to a, some kind of a tragedy. But then there's a different, there's another kind of stress, which is prolonged or chronic, chronic stress. And that's what we're dealing with with COVID, is that the novelty now has worn off. You're tired of doing it. You want this to be over. You want to get back to normal, whatever normal was, and whatever that's going to be. Um, it, it made me think of that time early in the pandemic where when people were told to stay away from each other, people here would um, back their trucks up to the street uh, and sit on the bed of a pickup and their neighbors would sit across the street. They'd, and that almost seems quaint now. You know, that was so cute, you know, that people sort of talked across the street um, or they set up lawn chairs that were six or seven feet apart. And all that seems kind of cute and fun, but the novelty is now worn off. Right. And people now are just, they're just getting it because now this chronic stress kind of grinds you down. Yeah. And that's what people are telling us, you know, people that we see in, in, um, in our sessions is that people are just tired and they're worn out. Um, and they just, many people feel that they just can't go on. And as right. you said, <clears throat> you have the wildfires, you have Black Lives Matter, you have the Me Too movement. Now, you know, just as you think things can't get any worse, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, you know, a couple of days ago. So now we're going to have a constitutional crisis about how fast are we going to reappoint her, you know, given what happened in 2016. And so it, it, it seems like this, um, the tumult, the confusion, the chaos, the anger just keeps going on and on and on. And that wears you down. And it's especially difficult for the people who are most vulnerable, for our most vulnerable citizens, okay? And that's what, that's what we need to be careful of, is that we're beginning to, this feeling of hopelessness and helplessness has begun to seep in, and, some, and people are starting to get overwhelmed by it. Right. So, so as, a, as, a, as a mental health clinician, it's something that is of great concern to us, is now we have chronic COVID fatigue setting Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So well, one of the things 
what, what we're going to try to talk about today is some strategies or some ideas about how to deal with this because, you know, really what we're talking about or really getting to here is that because of all of this, we end up in a situation where we feel as though we have no control. You know, we, we are forced um, to do some of these things, you know, when stores are closed and when, um, you know, you can't go out and do things that those are limitations that are forced upon you. And when you, you know, we have to wear masks. Um, some cities have the mandated um, mask um, wearing. Um, when we feel as though we have loss of control, that's when we start getting into issues of hopelessness and helplessness and right. some of those symptoms that, you know, are indicative of, of depression and stress and anxiety and, and all of that. And so we want to talk a little bit about how we're going to manage those symptoms. Right. How are we going to deal with it? Because we're not going to make the COVID-19 isn't going away. Um, it's right. like magically disappeared. You know, there, it is, it is fascinating to me to hear people um, politicize it to the point where they say, well, as soon as the election's over, it's going to go away. If you know somebody who's been affected by COVID-19, somebody who's had COVID-19, you, you know that it's, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, we know people close to us who have, who have had it and some who've been very, very sick from it. Um, it it's clearly a, a reality. It's not a, it's not a farce. It's not something that was, you know, created yes. that we're going to easily make go away. Um, so it, it's here. We have to deal with it, but, but how are we going to manage the stress? Right. That's right. Because on the, you know, this is a, it's, it's a very, it's an odd time. Um, remember when masks first started to appear, you know, and we thought it odd, you know, it's, it's, you felt embarrassed and you thought, but people are now used to masks. I mean, right. now you go out and everybody has, most, most people have a mask on and it's, and it's no longer, um, it's no longer an oddity. Um, we used to shake hands. I remember when this first happened, I would always reflexively just extend my hand and then I'd have to remember, can't do that anymore. Or you go to hug somebody, can't do that anymore. But now we've gotten used to that. Now people don't shake hands anymore. I mean, months have gone by and we haven't shaken anybody's hand or we haven't hugged anybody. Um, and we're getting used to the hand washing. You know, we don't like it, but we're getting used to it. Um, but, but after months of, of this, um, people are beginning to wear down. And, um, and the fatigue also makes people careless. So on the one hand, we're getting used to the restrictions. We're getting used to the, the new habits, the new normal. On the other hand, as this continues, people are getting tired and they're getting careless. Um, I'm not washing my hands for 20 seconds every time I wash my hands. I know in my own case, I'm not being as careful as I should be right. because you just get tired of doing it. And you think, well, I haven't gotten it or nobody in my family has it, or I'm not sure, you know, do I really need to do these things? So people are becoming careless and they're becoming careless at exactly the wrong time of the year, of course, because now we're in flu season, now we're in the holiday season. Yeah. And so we have to be very careful about the carelessness. And we're paying this toll, the fatigue and the anger, we're paying for it with our physical and our emotional health, okay? Right. Um, we can feel our patience wearing thin, we can feel our anger, we can feel our resignation, uh, but what are we supposed to do? How do we keep going? And a lot of people, a lot of people I talk to are saying, I'm not sure that I can keep doing this. And that's alarming to me. When I have, when I have people in my practice and they're saying, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. 
And I have to say to them, please don't be careless because at your age or with your condition, um, if you become careless, there's a huge risk involved, okay? And don't become angry and, and, and certainly don't give up, you know? Um, September is not, September is uh, Suicide Awareness Month, okay? And that's the other reason why we wanted to talk about fatigue today because um, this, is, this is the month where we're supposed to stop and remember, you know, you gotta keep in mind about suicide. And people are, some people are thinking about just giving up. Either, either being careless and saying, I'll let the chips fall where they may, or I can't, I just can't do this anymore. I'm lonely, I'm alone, I'm sad. I don't wanna, I don't wanna keep doing this. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so <clears throat> we have to come up with ways to manage it. Um, <clears throat> and, and we found a few articles that, um, that talk about that, that, that some different ideas uh, on, on ways to do it. And, and I, I think that, I think that one of the um, things that I, that is sort of overarching uh, over a lot of these uh, strategies that we'll talk about it is really just the idea of hanging in there. You know, it's, um, it's easy to say, I say easy to say, um, giving up, not doing it anymore. Um, that, that, that feels like a, whenever I hear people say that, it feels like a, an immediate reaction to, I'm just tired, I'm just overwhelmed, right. I'm just, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, sort of resetting yourself, I think is, is sort of an overarching idea that we need to keep in mind that, you know, washing your hands for 20 seconds, it may be frustrating this time when you're doing it or the next couple of times that you do it, but is it really that bad? I mean, right. you know, and, and yeah, you may not do it every time, but that's okay. You know, just do it as much as you can. Do it every time you think about it and every time you... And you know, you really, you really make a good point. Maybe it's, and I hadn't thought about it before, but hit the reset button. Yeah. We're, we're entering the last quarter of this, of this terrible, frustrating year. And everybody's now saying, I just want 2020 to be over. Okay? Mm -hmm. We have October, November, and December. And I really think it's time. Let's hit hit the reset button and and double down on this thing. Let's make a new commitment right. to be more careful, to be less angry. We are all struggling in one way or another. Everybody's struggling, right? And um, and you need to keep that in mind. But I think it's time as as we enter this last quarter, this bit, which is going to be probably more difficult because you are tired and you are weary and you have had it. Um, Let's let's make it an, a renew the commitment to each other that we will be careful, we will be cautious. Yeah, um, because people people kind of fall into three groups with this. There's a there's a group that's weary and just wants to give up. There's a second group that doesn't. They still don't believe it exists. Uh, the Sturgis motorcycle um, event. Okay, you brought all those people together. That's going to cost twelve. The healthcare created by that surge is gonna cost $12 billion to deal with, okay? Um, so you have, there's all those people who still don't wear masks, they don't believe this is real, they don't believe it's anything worse than the flu, that this is some kind of a hoax. And then the third group is those who are angry um, that, that we have to do all this stuff, okay? Yeah. But it also includes millions of people who are really suffering. And I, and I think it's a great, uh, a really good suggestion that let's renew our commitment Mm -hmm. to be cautious, 
uh, to practice all those safety precautions that are needed if we're ever going to defeat this thing. Right. It can be controlled. It can be defeated. But we're going to have to wear masks. We're going to have to social distance. And we're going to have to um, uh, be, be more cautious and be more aware um, of the safety of others. Okay. Um, so the effect of COVID fatigue is hopeless loss of control. You know, I think about we, when, when we were students and teachers, we, we always taught locus of control. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you said, okay, well, this is a nice thing, but Roeder was right. Locus of control is important because we've lost that. We don't, we don't feel like we're in control anymore. This virus has been a wake-up call. You know, we don't have a lot of control. You get this little virus and it can change everything. Right. So the world economy has changed because of a little virus. So we don't have as much control as we thought. And when we don't have control, it leads to helplessness and hopelessness. And that's where we are now. So what can we do about it? <laughs> yeah, the first article that we're, we'll, we'll pull some stuff from is from, um, actually from Johns Hopkins. Um, and, and there was an article written in um, early August uh, about um, looking at the way, that we look at the way that we look at the coronavirus safety measures and how to make them easier. And, and I, there were seven quick tips that they offer. And I think that they're, um, they're very obvious, but at the same time, I don't know that everybody necessarily thinks about them right away right. Um, because it's just, it has become passive. As you said, it's just because of the fatigue, because of everything else that's going on, we just, we, we kind of overlook some of these things. Um, but they're just seven quick, easy tips that, to think about to make all of these things a little bit easier. Um, for example, it's not the first one, but um, the, the fourth one that's, that's listed is keep, medic- keep the necessary supplies handy. Well, you know, how, again, very straightforward, but keeping your mask in your pocket or keeping your mask um, around your neck or whatever makes it infinitely easier to remember to put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, keeping the things that you need right at your fingertips is going to increase the likelihood that you're going to do it. And you don't even, it doesn't require the additional thought and the additional intention of, of doing it. It's just, it's just there. Oh yeah, that's, I got to put this on. You know, um, there was a time when I had one pair of these, mm-hmm. these readers. Um, now I have about five and I have to spread them out all over my life. You know, I have in my office at home in different places you have to keep these things available. You have to keep your mask. You have to have enough masks, right. either uh, reusable masks or disposable masks. If you're using disposables, scatter them across your life. You know, right. you get in the car. I forgot my mask, but you have them in the glove compartment. Um, I have them at work. I have them in my home. Um, whatever you need, you know, keep, keep sanitizer around. You know, I have sanitizer in my car. Right. Um, so you have to keep them around. Yeah, that's right. That's a, a, a simple, it seems like a simple suggestion, but um, I've been caught many times when I get in the car and I'm halfway to some place and I don't have a mask. And so um, do that. But but I like her first one, which is, you know, make a commitment. Um, You you know, it's not that, it really isn't that hard. You might resent it, but you you stop at red lights. Right. You know, what's the big deal? Uh, We stop at red lights. Why do we do that? To keep each other safe. You know, somebody has to stop. So we keep each other safe. We're, we're, we're sort of, we're all in this together and we want to keep each other safe. So keep each other safe, you know, make a commitment that you're going to do this. Okay. 
Um, the one's good too because you know things do keep changing as we're learning more about it. Mm-hmm. You know, recommendations change a little bit, and so right. you know, be be flexible with the change, and don't don't get frustrated thinking, well, they should know what we need to do, and they should get it right the first time. You know, right. how many times do we get everything right the first time? Um, so they're going to, you know, recommendations are going to change. They're going to adjust what they're going to, what they suggest for us to do mm-hmm. and just, just be flexible. Right. And then uh, the fifth one, um, was, is to use stories. I had to read this a couple of times cause I wasn't sure exactly what she was getting to, yeah. but it, it really made sense. In the early days of the pandemic, every, most of us were saying, well, I don't even know anybody who got, you know, people would say, well, do you know anybody who's even had this disease? You know, like, it's not really real. Well, now we all know somebody who's had it. And what she's saying here is that if people don't get it, particularly children uh, and teenagers, teenagers and young adults who think they're invulnerable, okay, that they're immortal, they're going to live forever and it doesn't matter. And my friends have gotten it, but they've recovered. Um, Tell stories about people who have actually had the disease. Um, And it's not simply a matter of getting it and then getting over it. There are long-term effects that some people are feeling, neurological, emotional, neuromuscular effects that are affecting people. So make it personal. Say, no, I've, I've had, you know, I, I know, I know this person, um, one of our neighbors, and, you know, she got it, and this is the result. So if you make it personal, people will take it more seriously. So there's good, seven good suggestions there. Well, and speaking of, of kids, I like the last two, which is, you know, give kids yeah. choices and, and help them to keep it, use them to keep everyone accountable. You know, there's right. nobody better than to point out that an adult is doing something wrong than a kid. Right. Um, so if, if right. dad's not wearing his mask that he's supposed to, the kid's going to point it out. Um, and, and giving the kids choices, you know, there are so many different masks and, and different things mm-hmm. like that, different designs and different, um, you know, characters and stuff on it. Let them choose to make, increase the likelihood that they're going to use it. Right, you're right. If you if you have a if you have somebody your age telling you to wear a mask, it's one thing. But if you have a little seven year old, six year old looking up at you and say, "Hey, sir, you don't have a mask on," yes. that's why a lot of parents stop smoking. Right, it's because their kids put pressure on them to stop smoking. You know, yeah. so it's the same thing here. Um, but give your kids choices. We were very worried when schools reopened about how kids were going to handle this, especially teenagers. Um, and so, you know, give, give kids choices of what kind of mask do you want to, not are you going to wear a mask? Yeah. What kind of mask do you want to wear? You know, give them the choice. The next article is from UC Davis. And right. this one, um, they talk about uh, some other, this is one of the ones that actually talks about COVID fatigue specifically. And this right. is for, you know, addressing COVID fatigue along with, you know, the other stressors that we have in our lives. And, and you know, the first one is probably the, the most, um, probably one of the most common statements that we use and that are used in mental health and substance abuse treatment and everything. And that's, you know, one day at a time, just take it day by day, moment by moment. Um, don't, you know, don't think about next summer. Don't think about the new year. Maybe not even think about Christmas right now. Let's just live for right now and, and go through and do what you have to do right now because thinking ahead too much is going to o- overwhelm you. And as we said just a moment ago, things keep changing. You know, recommendations change. Um, the, 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 the nature of things in the world keep changing. Don't, don't try to plan ahead so far that it's going, everything's going to change anyways and it's not going to matter all that fret that you're doing. Just focus on right now. That's right. And, and, the, and the, last, the last of these um, six 
is don't look too far back. Right. You know, don't, don't look back to, the, to what you did last summer because right. that's, that is just going to depress you. Okay? Right. You have to think about all the things that you've managed given the, the, the virus. Okay? You've got to think in terms of what's your life like living right. under the threat of the virus, not what you did before. Well, it's like what we talked about with the new normal. Well, you know, mm -hmm. this is what life is now. Right. And so if you, if you only, you know, reflect back on the way that life was, you're not living right now and you're not dealing with, with the pressures and the issues that we have to deal with now. Yeah, right. Yeah, think about all the things you have done well, you know, that you've kept yourself healthy, you've kept your, your family safe, you've right. kept your coworkers safe. Um, think of the things that you've done well. Stop, no, no, don't go too far in the past. Don't go too far in the future. Manage this thing day by day. Right. That's what it's going to take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, there, there are three that are listed here that I think are really good strategies of just things to do mm -hmm. deal, you know, as you're coping with it. So right. um, finding some creative things to do and some creative things to look forward to. Uh, finding reasons to laugh. Um, mm -hmm. that, that is such a powerful um, and effective strategy. And then exercising. You know, right. those are the three very, again, very common strategies that we talk about in dealing with stress and, and frustration. And it's the same here, whether we're talking about COVID or we're talking about unemployment or we're talking about whatever life stressor you may be experiencing, those are, those are strategies that we talk about. Right, right. And you know, they, they list four other things and uh, they, they talk about steps to recovery. How, how do you get over this? Um, the first is talk to someone. Right. You know, find people to talk to. We are all struggling. I, I keep saying that. It might not look like it, but everybody has some kind of a struggle right. with this thing. And so talk to other people, share those experiences. Um, you won't feel quite as lonely and isolated and like you're the only one going through this. Everybody is struggling right now. Talk to other people. Talk to friends, relatives, or professionals. Um, the other one I really like, um, avoid... Right. We've talked about this many times. Avoid yeah. social media where everybody's life looks better than yours. Right. Okay. If you're on Facebook and you see people out having fun, living life, you know, you know, all those pictures and all that stuff that you see on Facebook and other social media, all it's going to do, number one, it's going to make you angry that they're having fun and you're not. Okay. Right. So avoid those things that trigger those, those reactions in you. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's going to trigger it is social media. You know, right. you're going to see your friends and relatives out having fun and enjoying each other and, and sitting around having a good time. And you say, why can't I do that? Okay. Yeah. You can't do it. Just stay away from it. And, and at the same time, it's important, as I mentioned, to, to bring back the communal bond. You know, right. we're, we are all in this together. And so what can we do together to get mm -hmm. us through this? And so, Right. You know, instead of being envious of each other or being frustrated that this person is doing this and that person is doing that, you know, how can we work together? And, and of course, even this leads to the fourth one there, stay positive, you know, yeah. anticipate positivity. We, we tend to anticipate bad things. Uh, we do that very easily, but mm -hmm. we need to start working to anticipate positive things um, right. a little bit more. You know, we, we invite, we, mental health specialist. Um, we invite criticism when, when we say to people, well, you just have to be positive because they want to say to us things that I can't repeat on air. Um, it, but we mean it in the best possible sense that we, we understand how difficult 
it is okay we get it uh, we're all we're all struggling and we know what it's like when you feel really down and really depressed and really isolated and somebody comes up and says we well, just have to be positive i don't want to be positive okay i'm i don't want to be positive don't tell me to be positive we don't mean it in that sense what we mean is yes some days are going to be bad but some days are good there there are some good things um there are way there are things you should avoid doing that'll make you feel better there are things you should do there's a, many things you can't do but there are many things you can do so when we talk about being positive we're talking about doing not just feeling okay right. we know how you feel and you're you're not going to change how you feel but you can change what you do right okay? that's what we're asking to do you we know how 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 angry it makes you when when we say things like oh you just have to be positive mm -hmm. i don't want to be positive but you can go out for a walk right okay, that you can do and right. that walk might make you feel a little bit better you can call somebody you can text somebody so there are things you can do that might make you feel better right you're not just going to feel better don't wait to feel better because it's not going to appear out of, out of uh, magically appear. Um, you have to do things to make it happen. Right. And, and, and that leads us well into this, into the last article right. from Northwestern Medicine, and, and they provide some tips for protecting yourself. And again, things that you can be mindful of to do for yourself um, mm -hmm. to protect yourself and other people. And, and the first one is really just covering the basics. You know, don't cope with alcohol. You know, manage your stress through exercise and diet and, and sleeping well and, you know, stress management things, meditation or going for walks or, or, or whatever it is. And, and, you know, building that good, healthy routine. You know, all of these things are things that are just for you that you can do to, to keep yourself from being too overwhelmed. Right. You know, how many times have we talked about that, Bernie? Right. Sleep, nutrition exercise and stress management i mean yeah. you, even on even in the best of circumstances even without the virus you should always be doing those four things okay right. um learn how to manage your stress this is a this is an opportunity to learn how to manage stress but you're going to use those same techniques when this is over this will be over someday right but you can you can use those same techniques yeah mm -hmm. and, and another th strategy that they offered was you know putting things into perspective by Avoiding that tendency of doing something for the moment right. without really considering the consequences down the line. Mm -hmm. so it may be, it may feel really good to do something right now, but if it significantly increases your risk, um, you know, have a second thought about that. You know, don't, right. don't just jump into these different activities or these different things without thinking about that risk um, and the future consequences. Right, we've seen this with weddings around the world, not yep. just in our country, but around the world. I, I, there were some reports from Israel a couple of days ago that people get together for these weddings and they think they're being safe and suddenly, you know, 20 family members have the disease, okay? Right. Um, and so don't, don't exchange short-term pleasure for long-term consequences, not a good trade, okay? Again, be cautious, think about what you're doing. Absolutely, and then the last one that they mentioned here is the same thing we talked about a moment ago, which is, you know, don't expose yourself to so much media that it that it overwhelms you and it frustrates you. Um, and and that go, that's not just social media, that's the news. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've recommended to, to people that I've, I'm working with, 
in sessions, stop watching the news. Right. You just have to stop watching it. It's not, it's not good for you. Um, it, it's making you more stressed, more overwhelmed. Stop watching. Right. Um, in the middle of this campaign, from now until November 4th, um, we're going to be inundated with political ads, phone calls, social media. Um, it's already started, you know, uh, with social media, the, the false um, claims, the false accusations about pedophilia and, you know, I mean, it's just going to get uglier and uglier and uglier. And you have to be very, very careful about how much of that you expose yourself to. That's like exposing yourself to ultraviolet light or x-rays. Be very careful because um, we're going to be inundated with a lot of anger uh, in the next six weeks. And now with this whole Supreme Court fiasco, and I say fiasco, that's what it's going to become. Um, it's going to get worse. Okay? There's going to be a lot of anger floating around. So and at, with all that anger juxtaposed with a virus, that is deadly, that is dangerous. Um, you know, people die from it, but people also get sick from it. Okay, we, we have to think about both. Um, this is gonna be a very difficult difficult quarter. Um, so be careful and, and keep practicing safety precautions. Yeah, wear your mask, um, social distancing, you know, wash keep your washing hands. your hands. And um, just be mindful um, yeah. and, and we'll get through it and, and don't, don't focus on how it's different than what we used to be, because that's no, today to last year is not healthy. Don't that's very dangerous. You know, when you think about it, I want to go back to we're not we're not going back. Yeah. We're going to move forward to something different. Nobody knows what it's going to look like, but we know it's going to be different than what it was last year at this time. Absolutely. So, yeah, be careful. Sounds great. All right. The link to these articles are in the show notes. So if you want to read more, uh, there's lots more information in each of the articles about all of this. So we encourage you to do that. But um, that's it then for today. Uh, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.